Hey, I'm Nicole Ferraro. And I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, we're talking with Mike Dano about all things Spectrum Auctions including uh, what Light Reading has been calling the Andromeda Auction, which just wrapped up with $22 billion in bids. We also get into the subject of broadband mapping and how Spectrum could be used to tackle the digital divide. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining us on What's the Story? Hey, Kelsey, thanks for having me on What's the Story? So um, you've been keeping us up to date on all the Spectrum auctions. What's new there? What's, What's anything exciting? About Spectrum auctions. Oh, oh the, so there's a lot of things we cover, as you well know, such as SASE and edge computing and I don't know, other things probably, <laughs> maybe. But the most interesting one, like by a long shot, is Spectrum auctions, I think. And we just had a huge one that just closed uh, just a few days ago. Uh, And so that is, that's the thing. It's the big deal. Right? Were there any sets? That's awesome. (laughs) Yay. I'm excited. I'm here too, by the way. Spectrum for everyone. I'm excited about the Spectrum auction. Take us deeper into it though. What happened? What's, what's the big story about the one that just closed? Yeah. Yeah. And were you surprised by anything, too? Yeah, not yet. I mean, we don't know the winners. That's the other big part of it. Uh, and so that, you know, that's fun, too, is like who who bid on what. But like, here's why I like Spectrum Auctions is that um, the, the money that is being spent on Spectrum Auctions is like, it's like astounding. Uh, because, f- for example, uh, just earlier, just a few months ago, earlier this year, Verizon spent $50 billion on its C-band uh, spectrum licenses, which, if to put that into context, is is basically two sprints. Like, T- T-Mobile bought Sprint for, like, $25 billion about wow. ballpark. So, like, you know, Verizon quietly spent the, the value of two sprints on C-band spectrum licenses earlier this year. And it this like that's not even the spectrum auction we're talking about they they did another spectrum auction that just ended that's that's you know 20 and it ended at um about 22 billion dollars so we don't know who spent what during this most recent spectrum auction um but uh you know that's another huge chunk of money and that mm-hmm. price you know all that money doesn't include the money it's going to cost to buy all the radios to put it into, to put those spectrum licenses into action. It doesn't include the, you know, the money it's going to cost to pay people to climb all those towers, to put the, to put the radios on top of the towers. Like there's a huge amount of additional spending. Like they haven't even spent anything with the vendors yet. (laughs) So like, so kind of, kind of like when you order from like, um, you know, Grubhub or something and they add on the delivery fee and taxes and, (laughs) except except that in this case, the delivery fee would be twice as much as the food itself. (laughs) Like (laughs) the amount of money that they have to spend on the radios is like, it's in, in this case, it it may be even less than what they're spending on the, on the spectrum licenses themselves. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just huge money, but like, so, uh, you know, basically we had this, this big spectrum auction. Um, It's in addition to the big one that we just had. Uh, So, you know, taken together, 
uh, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, and Dish are just spending gobs of money on Spectrum licenses this year. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens, but uh, it's a lot of money. Is the goal of all of this Spectrum auctioning, I mean, certainly for these providers, I think, but is it all for wireless 5G, like mobile 5G? Is is there a broader goal, what they're going to do with all of this Spectrum? Most of it's for mobile. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's, yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, um, I think it's uh, a, a big chunk of it is probably going to go to that fixed wireless. And mm-hmm. so when you take, when you take, into account all of the spectrum that they bought in the C-band auction earlier this year, and then all the spectrum that they bought in the most recent auction of 3.45 to 3.55 gigahertz licenses. That's the auction that just ended. We, right. we call it the Andromeda auction because that's way, way Because better. it sounds cool. It oh, sounds yeah. way better. Yeah, way better. So cool. Yeah, we're well, just waiting to hear back from, uh, what is it, Kevin Sorbo, about uh, if he's going to oh, yeah. uh, you know be the mascot. <laughs> I think he should. He's not doing anything right now. So. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. He could be Perfect. the mascot for the Andromeda Spectrum Auction. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's what <laughs> is missing is a mascot. Yeah, and we some t-shirts. Agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would so make it can, way more exciting. <laughs> when can we expect to um, maybe hear more about who the winners are and, and who bid on what? Yeah, so we have the results from the C-band auction earlier this year, and the most recent one, the Andromeda auction. We do not have those results. We'll probably get them in January. Okay. Um, but it's a really good bet that AT and T bought a lot of that. Like they're probably uh, most estimates put them around nine billion dollars from this auction. Uh, T-Mobile and Verizon probably less than that. And then actually, I I think there's pretty strong indications that Dish. Uh, spent five billion or more in that most recent auction in the Andromeda auction, uh, which is a big deal because you know, as you may know, they don't have a, a mobile network yet. Um, and here they are dropping another, you know, probably dropping another huge chunk of change on even more Spectrum licenses. So they're really doubling down, I think, on on Spectrum. And Nicole, like you said, uh, you know, um, they're definitely using it for just regular smartphone stuff. But I think there's a really strong chance that a lot of the that spectrum could be ultimately could be devoted to fixed wireless, mm-hmm. um, especially if they get a bunch of the funding that the government is going to start rolling out for for that. Um, so I think there's a you know that that would be the other big use for it is fixed wireless, especially in those in those like, like suburban and rural areas. Like I think that's a yeah. there's a good chance that you know a lot of that could be allocated to that. I think that's what a lot of uh, a lot of groups are, are hoping for and, and pushing yeah. for it. Do you think that that because I've seen I've seen it both ways, like people are arguing it should be all fiber. But are, are you hearing that, Nicole, on your in your reporting, especially on the you know the government funding and stuff like are they how, how big of a chance is all that going to go to fixed wireless? Um, I think so. It's we have a, a long way to, to see where it all goes. But so the FCC needs to release its its own map so that the states can create their plans for how they're going to use each state is getting one hundred million dollars. And then um, there's more money beyond that based on need. So all what we're going to see next is like all the jockeying from the various industry groups for that money that states are going to say that they need. So we're going to see the fixed wireless groups, uh, you know, WISPA and the Fiber Broadband Association all fighting for those dollars in the middle. And I think that 
the communities are going to have to have a, a, quite a bit of input on on what they actually want, you know, um, because if you listen to the groups, both of their technologies are the best for all of the communities, regardless. But when I, I was listening to a, a conversation on the spectrum and how it could be used for the digital divide recently, um, and there there is a lot of interest from people in rural areas, uh, particularly tribal areas, because of the way that fiber rips up the ground, you know, satellite fixed wireless could be more interesting um, technologies there. So there is a desire for more of that spectrum to be available um, for digital divide purposes. So that's that was the, the the reasoning for my question there. So I think there's a, be a lot to, to see for how this yeah, I mean, next year. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the amount of spectrum that they have released in these two auctions this year. And it like, it's a crap load of spectrum. It's, yeah. um, it's like, it's almost 400 megahertz of mid-band spectrum, which you know, it's like, it's way more than, um, it's, 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 it's comparable to the amount of spectrum that is currently devoted to 5g today, like total or uh, mobile networks, not just 5g, but mobile networks total, like that's as much as they have. So it's like, you're basically doubling the capacity of, of mobile with this like really rich spectrum. And so, yeah, it would, it would yeah. seem to me that, that they would, you know, push pretty hard on that fixed wire, the, the AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile would push pretty hard on the idea of using that spectrum for digital divide stuff, just because like, that's a crazy amount of capacity that they're, they're going to have soon. So you guys mentioned the the broadband map earlier um, this week, and, uh, you know, you were both reporting on how um, they're, you know, it, it probably should have been updated a while ago. Um, any thoughts on, you know, next year, do you think we'll get a, a solid update on the map from the FCC? So the uh, the FCC has no choice. They're mandated by something called the Broadband Data Act that was passed last year and signed into law um, that requires them to recreate the, the nation's broadband map. And the states basically now have six months to create their plans. Um, and so the FCC is really behind on releasing this map. It, they still We still need to have a confirmation hearing for Gigi Sohn, the other um, nominee, to you know, fill out the actual commission. Um, and uh, yesterday, Jessica Rosenworcel indicated that they have selected a vendor um, for the broadband map, but the Government Accountability Office has about 100 days to um, review any protests that come in from other bidders. So we have still quite a bit of time before it looks like the FCC is going to make any progress. We also have like four seconds of legislative time left on the calendar this year. So um, there's a lot that needs to get done. I don't see any of this, um, the, the map or, or anything uh, related to it happening until sometime early next year. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I think you wrote that they, they said um, that they didn't have the like computing power to update it. Correct. Rosen Russell said that she was something she didn't know as a rank and file member, but once she was appointed as acting chair, she got access to uh, more information and basically found out they didn't even have the computing power at the FCC to build the kind of map that they need. So it's just really amazing um, stuff. Also, back to the spectrum and connecting it back to what's going on in the government. This is a thought I was having earlier. I lost my train of thought, but here it is. Um, there is a bill in in the House, I think. I don't think it's gotten debate on the floor, but I'm not positive, um, to basically uh, release a lot of the spectrum that the government is squatting in um, and make more of that available. So that could be an interesting debate if, if that ever gets uh, airtime on the floor. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think it, from my perspective, the, the people in the industry do not expect 
a lot of spectrum to be released anytime mm-hmm. soon. Um, they're, they're really looking. So there's, so they auctioned the C band, which is up in the high part of the three gigahertz band, three gigahertz mm-hmm. band. The Andromeda auction was kind of the middle of the three gigahertz band. There's the lower three gigahertz band. That's where the DOD sits. And DOD is like, they do not, they do not want to give it up at all. Yes. They were and called spectrum squatters. By spectrum this squatters. Of, uh, but you know, yeah. from the DOD then, for those of you who are doing spectrum bingo right now, that's, that's a good one. Spectrum, <laughs> squatters. spectrum squatters. Yeah. It's my Halloween costume next year. I called it. <laughs> I'm a spectrum squatter. Spectrum squatter. Um, well, it looks like we have a lot to pay attention to uh, as far as this topic goes next year. So we hope that you won't keep this all to yourself, Mike, and you'll come back and talk to us about it. Um, I'll talk yeah, about spectrum all day. Don't squat on <laughs> okay. your story. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Gross. Right, and, yeah. This episode is sponsored by Squatty Potty. Is that where we're going? Yeah. going? That, okay. it, it sounded better in my head. It wasn't as good as squatting. <laughs> right after I said it, I immediately regretted it. So, um, okay, welcome, good. Listeners. Let's end on regret. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thanks. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you as well to our producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you then.